This episode is brought to you by our Digital Marketing 101 class. This class will equip you with everything you need to know to get started on your very own advertising campaign from Facebook to Google. Welcome to the Wanda Creative Podcast, your guide to digital marketing. We'll be talking about everything from organic social media to paid advertising, as well as many other topics. So join us as we journey through the ever-changing world of digital marketing. Hey, 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 welcome everybody to the Wander Creative Podcast. This is Matt, and I am joined here in the studio with Dan and Monica from the Wanda Creative team. Today, we are going to be talking all about digital marketing. Um, so as many of you know, or you may not know, if you are just happen to stumble upon this podcast, which if so, thank you for joining us and checking us out. Um, Wanda Creative is a digital marketing and content creation company. Uh, so this is definitely a topic that's right up our alley. We've been doing this for many, many years for clients all the way, um, you know, we primarily work with people within the entertainment industry. So artists and labels, and um, we also have worked on several films and books and all types of stuff. So really excited to just dive into a very large overview of digital marketing, what that is, and hopefully give you uh, some things to digest and be able to think about. And uh, yeah, so we are joined, uh, like I said, we have Dan here, who is our digital uh, or director of digital marketing. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> What's up? Happy to be here. Um, as Matt said, it's, it's a, it's a, awesome opportunity to be able to talk about digital marketing with you guys and um, excited to be here. All right. So let's dive right on in. So Dan, right out of the gate, where, where do you even begin? Like what, I guess, I mean, obviously most people know what digital marketing is. It's obviously advertising or marketing online or in a mm -hmm. digital space, but what does that kind of mean? What is like, where do you even begin? Yeah, that's a great question. And I mean, there's a lot to digest and, you know, it really can change um, from one person to another in how they decide to tackle such a topic like this uh, that's this big. Um, I would say it's very tempting to want to start with budget, to be like, all right, well, the kind of first intimidating thing to me is spending. Uh, and I think that the the problem I have with that is, you, you know, you probably wouldn't or shouldn't take $20 and go to the store and say, what can I get for $20? I'm going to spend it. Um, but instead start with, uh, what a goal is. And so, um, instead say, what do I need? And then ask the question, how much is it going to cost on the back end? I really um, like that. that that's yeah. a great analogy. Yeah, that was a good analogy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so it is tempting to start with budget. I would say, let's start with what you need. Um, so I think it would be best to start with a vision or goal slash plan. <laughs> so however you want to word that, uh, goal for what you want, then maybe discuss budget and how expensive it would be to get there. Um, and then it would go into things like building an audience and then doing creative and copywriting and everything flows from that. But as far as where do you even start, I would say, what's your need? Um, and then address how to get there. What, what, what is a practical way for someone to know what their need actually is? Is yeah. there... Yeah. Is there a way to, um, cause you know, a lot of people listening to this, they're, they're probably 
um, or, or at least a lot of the clients that we work with are within the creative realm. They might be a uh, an entrepreneur or small business owner. Um, what are a couple of practical examples of what needs might be and, and how people can kind of determine what that need is? That's a really good question too. Um, I think a big portion of it is, I mean, you just addressing what what is it you are advertising? Um, are you trying to get people to a landing page? Are you trying to get people to sign up for an email campaign? Are you trying to get people to listen to a song that you've released? Um, those are all different areas uh, of different different ways to say a vision or a goal. So, you know, say you have a new website and you want people to go to it to learn more about your organization. Uh, then your kind of goal would be a traffic campaign. That's pretty traditional, pretty standard. Um, but if it's something like, hey, I really want to build my email list or my text list, um, then you would say, all right, we're looking at a lead generation campaign, which is going to cost a little bit maybe more per acquisition or per uh, conversion. And, um, and so it's kind of, in my mind, the way I think about starting with a vision or a goal, it's really what is your ask? What are you asking the consumer to partake in? Um, whether that is listening to a song, clicking through a YouTube link to watch a YouTube video, um, going to a website, lead acquisition, stuff like that. Awesome. That's great. Um, you know, as, as you were talking, I was kind of thinking through and, you know, online, the online world and the online space, it is very intimidating in a lot of ways. And just kind of thinking through some of the things that that might be either a hurdle or an obstacle or, or a, you know, just this this thing, whether it's mentally or, well, we're talking about the digital world, so it's not going to be physical, but physical in the sense that just, uh, you know, people might not have the, the knowledge or, or the know-how to execute something like this that we're talking about. What, what are some of those obstacles and, and how can someone overcome that? Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about not starting with the budget, but starting with a vision. Uh, but in my opinion, an obstacle can be just the fear of spending money when you're just diving in to learn how to run ads. Um, that can be very intimidating right off the bat. Uh, I would say for this reason, it's beneficial to maybe practice on something um, that we would call a vanity ad. Um, and that would be something that is a super cheap conversion, but something that you could be able to practice your advertising on in a way that's not expensive for you. So an example of this would be, hey, let's take a YouTube video and maybe you don't start with a hyper-targeted audience. Maybe you cast that net nice and wide. And what you're doing then is, you know, you'll get a lot of views on it. It might not be the most engaged users, but it's going to be really cheap and an opportunity for you to learn, you know, how to, um, how to run the ad, how to report on it, how to look at the analytics. Um, so I would say, I would say to me, a big obstacle is like, man, I'm really scared to spend money. And I think a way to, to fix that would be practicing on a very cheap conversion that would allow you to get comfortable with the advertising tools and all of that. Um, so when, when you say very cheap, because I'm imagining some of the people out there listening right now don't yeah. really have any way of knowing what a benchmark is. So like when you say really cheap, are you, are you kind of talking about that daily spend? Or are you talking about the actual results or, or what, what are you talking about there? Um, I would say, you know, it's different. Google is kind of this different 
it's, you know, different beast than something like advertising on Facebook. Um, if we're talking a YouTube ad or saying like, I really want to practice on Google. I think practicing on YouTube is the way to go because you can say, you know, I'm not even really going to target anyone. I'm just going to kind of let this run. I'm going to look at the targeting and stuff like that. But um, I mean, we're talking less than a cent per view on that. So that, that allows you to dig in and say, all right, I'm just getting comfortable. I don't have to spend a hundred dollars even to practice on that. You could start with 50, 25. Um, then on something like Google, I mean, you could run a like campaign for your Facebook page. Uh, sorry, I think I said Google <laughs> on Facebook. Um, you could do something like a like campaign for your Facebook page and just not really target it that much to anyone in particular. Uh, and you might be getting likes on your, I mean, this isn't a long-term goal. This is an opportunity for you to really practice and build a little bit of confidence while not spending money um, on an audience or, or something that doesn't cost that much to convert. So that's a very short-term goal. I mean, we wouldn't suggest that long-term uh, because you do want to be converting people that are high quality audience that's likely to convert that you can kind of trickle down your advertising funnel, which we can talk about later. Um, but yeah, I would say that's kind of an obstacle to the fear of spending money is start on a campaign that's less hyper-targeted. So it'll cost you less to do it. And the benefit to that is, you know, we always suggest throwing a wider net out to start and then funneling that audience down into more and more targeting and retargeting in ways that'll get people more and more engaged until they finally purchase or maybe even listen or whatever that ask is or, you know, give their email away. Um, so, yeah, I would say that's kind of the, the big fear in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned kind of those thresholds, like $100, $75, $50, 25 Is there a, is there too much to spend during this phase or too little? Like what's kind of that entry mark into the arena, so to speak? Definitely. It depends on what your, uh, what your goal is that we talked about at the beginning. I mean, like we said, lead gen. Um, so that would be giving away their email, giving away their text, uh, their, uh, like their phone number. Those are things people hold tight to the chest. And that's something that people aren't going to want to give up um, as easily as it would be like, okay, yeah, that's an interesting ad. I'll click on that and see what their website's like. Um, so people kind of view emails and phone numbers like passwords, like I don't just want to give it out. So knowing that going into your campaign, if you're wanting to build an email or text list, that's going to be a much more expensive ask than it would be to like view my YouTube video. So I think that budget really does change with your ask. Um, I would not start spending crazy money as you're learning at the very beginning. But, you know, as you get more comfortable, I would say um, it all depends also on, you know, your goal could be what kind of campaign are you running? Are you running a traffic or a view or a lead gen? But then you have further goals that you can set for yourself beyond that. Like how many people is my goal to get to my website or how many people do I want to stream my song? Um, and then from that point on, you would break it down to the reporting metrics on Facebook that would be like, all right, well, I know it's costing me 20 cents to have someone click through to my landing page and you can adjust your budget based on that. Like, you know, okay, in that case, I will need blank amount of dollars to get blank amount of people there. 
So it really is kind of like backwards engineering. It kind of reminds me of geometry when we were kids, like doing, um, doing what are they called? Proofs, you know, where you kind of <laughs> yeah, have to take yeah. two things and work backwards. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. how it feels uh, with certain elements of advertising. But so there, there needs to be some wiggle room in budget. There needs to be some wiggle room in, in expectations and what's realistically going to be able to be done with your budget. But, um, but that's a really good question. Great. Now, I know we're going to get into a lot of more uh, complex, different philosophies of, of marketing and, and different tactics of marketing in future episodes. But right now, I, I want to just go into a little bit more about that point of entry. And, and Monica, this might also be a, a good question for you. Like, you know, we, we've all been scrolling in our Instagram and we either see sponsored feed posts in, in, our, in our feed or on stories. Um, and then, you know, I, I always see that, that little boost now button or, or whatever. I don't remember the exact terminology, but it says boost post or something like that. And, you know, you can reach X amount of people for $5 a day or for $10, you know, you're going to get however many likes. Mm-hmm. Is that a good point of entry or are you kind of talking about something more complex? Yeah. I mean, you want me to start with that? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say that. To your point, Matt, that's a great point of entry. Um, if you guys do a little bit of research on this, uh, a lot of other advertisers would kind of echo the idea that that might be okay for some very basic um, asks, such as like, I just want to boost engagement on this post, um, a very minute ask. Uh, and therefore, that could be a great way to kind of get started. Um, however, the difference to me is that is not done on the advertising back end of, if we're talking Facebook, um, that's done kind of just within this little mini, okay, yeah, like we can boost this, uh, just kind of choose a location, choose a little audience and then go. Um, so it is, I would call it not even advertising 101, I would call it like absolute uh, Yeah, the like very beginner. That's yeah. what I would say, especially like, I feel like that is a good route if you're trying to just kind of dip your toes into the concept of spending money on things like that, because I'm sure even that for people just starting out is kind of a big step. Like, sure. okay, I'm actually paying for this, but I, I would agree. I think that is just a beginning step. Yeah. And I mean, one other thing to note is, is if you are down the road wanting to boost engagement on a post, um, it's actually smarter to go into the advertising back end on Facebook, and I know we're kind of getting into the nitty gritty here, but um, if you ever see that button and you're a little bit more advanced or you at least know how to run ads on Facebook and Instagram, it's better to go into the actual creation um, on the ads manager side of things. And then when you're in the actual ad side, you can actually choose from create new post or select an existing post. Um, and by doing that, you're actually allowing yourself to have much more options. It's going to be much more optimized. Um, and that's kind of the smarter route to go there. So to answer your question in a very long way, um, roundabout sort of way, I would say it's, it's awesome for the very first step. And then I would say anything beyond that, maybe kind of start learning the back end of the ads manager if we're talking Facebook and Instagram. So Awesome. So, well, I feel like I've, kind of been hearing you say so far is, you know, a lot of just dipping your toes into it is just kind of trial and error. But once you've done that a couple of times, I imagine you're going to want to get a little bit more strategic about the way you're doing it. 
um, maybe the, the places that you're spending money or, or just, you mentioned at the very beginning, knowing what your objective is, knowing what that goal is. Um, how, how do we go from just dipping our toes to trying to put together more of a formal plan uh, to get to that goal? Yeah. Um, definitely starting with an advertising game plan. So that, that would consist of a few things and it changes from person to person, but generally, uh, they consist of strong creative. Um, so an image or a video or a moving image, which is kind of, um, trending a little bit now that is really captivating. Um, and I think what's interesting is to kind of look at it from our perspective as, you know, digital marketers, um, it takes a lot for me to click on an ad now as an advertiser. Cause <laughs> I'm like, I do this all the time. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see any more ads. Um, but I will say kudos to the brands that get me to click on them at this point. And it is, it is advertisements that are really like visually captivating. I'm a pretty visual person. So, um, so it's, there was one that I saw an example that was a Christmas one. It was a Christmas Carol. It was like the new kind of dark version of it. And, um, and I remember it was just kind of this image that was zooming out slowly and there was just some movement to it. And there's some apps that you can download that, that will allow you to do this to images, but it just added some depth and it looked really cool. And I absolutely swiped up and, you know, I ended up watching it. So they converted me uh, through that really neat, strong creative. So I would say that's important. Um, something Monica will talk about in a later, later episode. Um, but We'll, we'll get into it a little bit here as well. Strong copy. Um, so writing strong copy, I mean, Monica, you can attest it. It goes into organic socials right. as well as uh, paid. Mm -hmm. um, so are you speaking in a way that resonates with the audience well as, as much as the visual might be? I mean, it's important to note that I'm a visual person, but a lot of people are more like mental than visual. And so they would like to read through it and say, Oh wow, that like that spoke to me. Um, so strong copy is one, um, a smart ask. So that's, that's another really important thing. What are you asking from people and how are you asking it? That does kind of fall into the copy a little bit, but it is a little bit different of how are you leading people there? And that ask comes from the smart offer a lot of times. Um, so it might be something you're willing to give them. If you're doing lead acquisition, you almost can't even really do it without offering the audience something in return for giving up something that's valuable to them. Um, we have a digital advertising one-on-one class that we'll talk a little bit about as well, and you guys will hear us talk about it over time. Um, but an example I used in that was like it kind of reminds me of that person in the movies that's like sleeping and holding on to something and the person who's awake wants to grab that thing from the sleeping person but in order to do it they have to replace it with something else before they like notice it's gone and so if someone's holding tightly to their data however that is whether it's you know emails or addresses names phone numbers um, you have to put something in its place and that might be a free PDF that's whatever. It might be early access to a single. It might be whatever that looks like. Um, but that strong offer uh, goes kind of hand in hand with that ask. What are you asking from your audience? 
and what can you offer them? It could even be um, an amazing song experience like you've never heard. Like the ask could be part of what you're trying to lead them to or the offer. But um, but yeah, those are those are a few of the things that are ways to navigate around starting a campaign and the, the, you know, the difficulty behind that. Yeah. I love that. So, all right. So we have figured out what our end goal is. We've set that vision out. We've dipped our toes in and we now have a strong game plan that includes strong, creative, strong copy, smart ask and a strong offer. How do we now move into making sure that all of the pieces are in place and it's getting seen by the right people? That's yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Um, audience creation is probably my favorite aspect of advertising. I think what's really neat about it is it's truly finding and targeting those who are most likely to engage with your brand, which if you think about it, that's kind of the point of what we do. You know, it's finding the right people, leading the horse to water. Um, and as we mentioned in our ad 101 class, not to keep shamelessly plugging it, but I will because it's good. Um, it all starts with uh, your consumer persona. So consumer persona is something where you would um, think about, okay, I have a new song coming out and it's for you know men or women age this through this. And then you kind of create an average personality of someone who would be like the ideal fan of your music. Um, and then building an audience around that. So giving, you know, it a little bit age younger and a little bit older than your persona. Um, and I think that's the best way to think about saying, okay, what would, I mean, really dig deep into the customer persona. Like what other music would they like to listen to? Like really kind of get Hollywood with it and say, they have a personality. What, what do they like? What do they dislike? Um, what did they stay away from? What are things to avoid targeting with this person? Um, and that customer persona helps you build an audience and that's an audience that's hopefully likely to engage. And, and what's great is on platforms like Facebook, Instagram, you can, you can test them against each other. You can build a few different audiences. You can, um, and then just see which one performs the strongest. And so, yeah, I mean, finding that person, um, to really go for the smart ask that we talked about, the strong creative it's like they all go so hand in hand that it's hard to say one thing is more important than the other but um they are all very important in in advertising yeah yeah no i think that's great because you kind of think through there's i don't remember the exact number but at this point there's a couple of billion people online right now like and so when you kind of think through that and you're thinking, oh my goodness, there is so much potential to be able to reach literally every edge of the earth, essentially. And that can get a little overwhelming. And most, most of the time, especially I feel like, um, you know, if you are running a, a small company or if you are a creative, you're more so just thinking about your little slice of the world rather than thinking about the world as a whole. So it, it's almost counterintuitive uh, for most people, I would imagine, to be thinking, oh, I have this new song or I have this new product that is specifically for this slice of the pie and then being able to realize that you can go after that slice of the pie very effectively with a lot of the tools that either Facebook or Google or third parties 
have given you. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So speaking of tools, mm. I imagine there are, you know, you're not just sitting aimlessly wandering around. Um, what what are some of the tools that, that you like to use? Yeah, I mean, I think, so we've talked about, you know, like you said, Matt, I mean, there are so many other areas you can advertise. There's TikTok, there's Spotify, there's, there's so many places. Um, I think the best places to learn still personally are Google and Facebook. Facebook to me is what I started learning on and it's what I think can be very simple. So for anyone who's listening to this, who's wanting to dip their toes in the big pool of advertising, um, I would say a, a tool on Facebook that I love is the audience creation tool. Um, and so that kind of flows well from our previous conversation. Uh, but the neat thing about audience creation is it doesn't, it doesn't cost you a dime, but you can go in and then click saved audience and, and truly dive into, um, okay, well, what would my audience size be if I chose people who were this demographic or even made this percentage of income in the United States? Um, so that is a free tool for you to be able to dive in and say, all right, I'm going to practice building audiences. And I think that that's a very, a very great tool for any advertiser who is about to gear up to take that plunge into advertising. Um, so yeah, I would say that's my favorite. Awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. It's from, you know, personal experience and, and as well as what you're, you're saying, it, it is incredible just how deep you can go into this. And, and, you know, like you mentioned, I imagine if, if you are a, um, a jazz singer who is happened to be going on, on a tour, you can get so detailed. If you know that your average listener makes $75,000 or more, and it is a male who is 45 to 55, like you can get so detailed right. and know that that is uh, an audience that you can actually target yeah. as well as other, you know, jazz artists, as well as other, um, you know, if you happen to know what industry that your unique listener or your unique consumer is mm -hmm. in and works in, you can even go with, targeting their jobs. You can go with yeah. targeting specific interests. Oh yeah. Targeting, all, yeah. targeting other musicians who are in the same area. I, I want to go after people who are really big into, you know, whoever, um, that's even huge. And I know for, for those who are viewing the YouTube, um, podcast, you know, we, you know, in the, in the advertising one-on-one class, we really do walk through, I mean, you get to see my computer screen as you know, we walk you through, Hey, like this is how to build out the audiences. This is how to target them. This is what each, um, you know, advertising type is like and then the goal for that. And so, um, so if you're more of a visual learner, I would say that's the route to go. Um, if you're more of an auditory learner, I mean, listen to this, maybe go back and, um, and then just practice it for yourself. Again, that's the audience, uh, creation tool on Facebook. Um, but yeah, it, it, like you said, Matt, it really is granular as much as you want or as broad as you want. And like we said, you know, start that off nice and broad, um, build that main audience, but not, not so broad that it's not targeted at all. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. something just like males age this and this interested in jazz and then kind of maybe narrow that down into those who have engaged with my page from that initial campaign, those, you know, and then 
continue to narrow it. But um, it's it's a crazy tool, and it's a lot of fun to play on. That's awesome. So much good stuff here, and I, I know that we're just getting started, and um, we could literally talk for hours and hours. And over the lifespan of this podcast, I'm sure we will talk for hours and hours. But uh, you know, I think that today's conversation has been just such a great starting point. Such a you know, you used the phrase earlier, getting your toes wet, dipping your toes in in the water. Um, so I feel like we've we've given some some great insights. If if you're literally just starting out, go just try to put five dollars towards boosting your next post and and see what type of engagement you get. Next time, do ten dollars, and then the next time, maybe start to to go and and try to figure out how to actually build out an audience and target that audience rather than just letting Instagram or Facebook do all the work for you. Um, yeah, so a lot of great stuff and, and I can't wait to dive in more on some more complex stuff coming up in future episodes. Uh, but for now, I think the audience has some great stuff to, to start going and putting in place. I think so. Yeah, yeah. that was great. Excited, excited guys. All right, guys, well, I think we're gonna head you right into the digital marketing quick tip of the podcast. Um, as we said in the last episode, we'll be ending every episode with a digital marketing quick tip for you guys. Um, and that's just hopefully a little nugget of information that you guys can take with you on your day. Um, so we'll head right into it. Thank you guys for listening. This week's digital marketing quick tip is to write copy that resonates with your audience. Like we discussed earlier in the podcast, once you've found your target audience, you will be able to determine a brand voice that you can keep consistent throughout your campaign. Thanks for listening to the Wander Creative Podcast. We hope that today's episode inspired and equipped you to take on the ever-changing digital marketing landscape. If you missed anything from today's episode, don't worry. We took all of the notes for you. Access this episode's show notes at wandercreative.com slash podcast. And could you also do us a favor? Let us know that you loved this episode by following the Wanda Creative Podcast and leaving a positive review on whatever platform you consume podcasts. We'll catch you next time on the Wanda Creative Podcast. And until then, we hope that you make the most out of all that the digital world has to offer you.